I can't wait for you to hear these inspiring stories. So consider this podcast your backstage pass to the Winter Games. Well, you know, Fitz, it's one of the things that, as you're growing up, what do you do as a kid? I was told many times that being an amputee, I couldn't make these certain moves. That was a moment where the sport changed. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick for Hearst Television, but you can call me Fitz. Welcome back to the Call Me Fitz podcast. We join you today from the Gangwon Conference Room. It is in the main press center, and you might be thinking, wow, you spent a lot of time in conference rooms for being at the Olympics, and yes, that is true, but it is also where we meet up with a lot of our athletes, and sometimes we meet up with people from Northern California who are here working the Olympics in other capacities, and that's exactly what we've done today. So we're excited to have Andrea Hoffman-Millard joining us. She's from Vacaville, and Andrea, you work as an Olympic interpreter. It's actually your seventh Olympics doing that. That's correct, yeah. I have been doing it since at Atlanta. My very first Olympics was Atlanta. I didn't do every other Olympics in between, but uh, I was in Atlanta. I was in Salt Lake City. Um, I was in London. I was in Vancouver. I was in Rio. I am here, and there's one I'm missing. <laughs> they all start to blend together when you do that many. That's wonderful. So we've seen you, I think, at every every one that we've both been at. We tend to run into you in one of these exactly. conference rooms. And for people who are wondering, like, why would you need all these interpreters? It's because you have journalists from all over the world speaking many, many languages. And when you come to these big conference rooms, especially for the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, or POCOG, the local organizing committee, um, you have language barriers. And so... Up at the top of these rooms, there are these little language booths, and in each booth, you have a couple of interpreters, and that's where you come in. There are two simultaneous interpreters, and uh, as it says, we are interpreting simultaneously, so we are interpreting at the same time as the speaker speaks in his original language. And there are two of us in the booth because uh, usually we cannot work for more than about 30 minutes because our concentration really goes down after that time. When the speaker speaks very fast, especially uh, when uh, American speakers speak because they tend to speak very fast. (laughs) We are fast talkers. (laughs) Very fast talkers. Then we switch a little more often. So sometimes we switch after 20 minutes, but the average is about 30 minutes. I mean, is it basically you're trying to parrot back as quickly as they say it? You're trying to spit it back out? Well, uh, you, you... you're not really spitting it out. You process it fairly well. I'm sure that's not. <laughs> I'm sure that's not a term from the <laughs> translation business. But, uh, <laughs> uh, we process it well before we say it, but uh, of course we try to keep up the mood of the speaker. So if we are too slow and the speaker is very fast and very excited, then we don't get the excitement across. Right. So some some of the speakers are not so excited and a little bit on the dry side. Does, do you also, as somebody who is translating, have to convey that as well? Do you have to convey the, the tone, the inflection? You always do. You always do. So if the speaker is boring, you try not to be quite as boring, but uh, you cannot be all excited if the speaker is very somber. Uh, and of course, there are situations, they are very sad situations. For example, in Vancouver, I got to interpret for the International Luge Federation. If you remember when the young man was killed mm-hmm. uh, during his last training It was our run. first story of the games there. And I interpreted that, and uh, that was not a place where you were able to be all chippery and fun and and happy. No, you're it, conveying the message and some of that is the emotion of it. You're, exactly. So your, your language, your, your native language is German. Exactly. My native language, language is German. And here at the, the games, I work with German and English. Do you have certain types of press conferences that you love going to? Like, do you ever go to the snowboarders? They're always entertaining. 
I have not been to the snowboarders yet. Uh, usually at the Winter Games I do biathlon, I do luge, um, I work at speed skating. Um, I have not been to, I, I did one alpine event, but again, you know, I'm not the only interpreter, so there are several of us here. And uh, those of us who have, for example, interpreted for alpine for quite a long time, like to do it again. And since I have been interpreting for biathlon and luge for a long time, I would like to do that because I also know the athletes or some of the athletes who actually mm -hmm. come back. How did you get into this kind of a business? Bus business Olympics or business simultaneous interpretation? Sim well, simultaneous interpretation. How, how did that become your career? Um, I studied it. Um, I studied, uh, I did a master's in interpretation, simultaneous interpretation, and uh, my, actually my very first assignment was for the Battelle Institute, it was a military assignment, mm. not the most fun assignment <laughs> to be in, but, uh, and this was before the internet, so research was very hard to do, but during that assignment I realized that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. It's. Uh, it's my drug of choice. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that is a good one. How did then, did the Olympic assignments come up? I mean, is, how do you even find that type of a job? Uh, I was invited. I was invited to be You're part just that good. That's how it works. Uh, I, don't know, but I don't know about that, but I was invited to be part of the team in 1996 in the United States in Atlanta and uh, have been invited to several more after that. What are the perks of doing this job? What are the perks? You get to travel to fun places, you get to meet amazing people, and our whole team is simply amazing. We have known each other for a very long time, and it's just a great great thing to be together and do things together. Do you get to go to see the events? Do you get tickets to things? Well, theoretically, we could go to the events, but we usually don't have much time besides what we are assigned to. The th the theoretically is a big word at the Olympics because everything on paper looks like you're going to be able to do everything. The reality is that most of the time you can't. Yeah, well, and especially here with the transportation, our hotel is in Dongye, so we are pretty far away. So uh, it would take us about an hour and a half just to get here. And then we had the MPC and then another hour to get somewhere else. So it would be a bit long. <laughs> what have you thought of South Korea? What's impressed you? People are extremely friendly. As a German, I also must say it's very clean, and I like that a lot. <laughs> it's very clean, it's very organized, so I like being here. I uh, have a very bad seafood allergy, so food for me has been a challenge because there's seafood in virtually anything. Yeah. But uh, I love being here. It, it's, it's a blast. So you do the Olympics and the Paralympics? I will come back for the Paralympics. Yeah, I'm going home in between to see my daughters and uh, especially my little daughter Emma has her birthday, her 12th birthday next Wednesday, and I'm not going to be here for that. So I have to come home and celebrate with her. I, you know, I have a son who has a birthday in February, so I have missed, because of the Olympics, I've missed about half of his birthdays. Yeah. It's hard. It is very hard, yeah. and she gives me a very hard time every single time. She gave me a hard time about Rio as well, and the result of that is a Truman Shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> so. I left him a hoverboard. Okay. <laughs> That's what we do, we bribe, right? <laughs> Mom guilt is a strong exactly. thing, isn't it's it? They, and they are good at it. They, they are, are very good, good at, at it. it. 
will you bring them some souvenirs? Do they ask? Do they get into the Olympics? They really do. And I actually bought a second bag at E Mart in Donghae, and it's, it's kind of like a Walmart. It's people like a Walmart. Wondering. Yeah, yeah. It, and um, it's full already with Suhuran, the tiger, and t-shirts and whatnot. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, Andrea, thank you for joining us on the Call Me Fits podcast. We really appreciate it. Do you do any social media or anything while you're here? Um, not really. No? <laughs> Trying to so stay much. away from it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's probably not a bad thing, given how busy your brain is having yeah. to translate all day long. There's too much going on. And, you know, I'm, again, while I'm here, I'm trying to focus on being here and at the Olympics. And I'm not trying to focus too much of what's going on in the United States, especially mm -hmm. with what happened yesterday again. And, you know, it's, uh, I'm trying to just be here, focus here, and be happy with the athletes. Being in the moment. And what yeah. you're referring to is, of course, the, the latest school situation. Yeah, yeah it, is, it is interesting to be on the other side of the world, and yet... It's, it's scary. It's, yeah. it's very scary. As a German, I just don't understand the whole gun rules and regulations in the United States. It's, it's very strange to me. Well, you know, while you're here, I guess your focus is on some other things, and I'm exactly. sure people really appreciate everything that you do while you're here. Thank you. All right, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. So Andrea's not going to load up your social media feed, but I am. <laughs> I'm making up for it. So if you'd like to follow along on our adventures, you can always check out my blog, Deirdre's Diary, easy to get to from the KCRA app. I'm on Twitter at KCRA Fitz. I'm on Facebook at KCRA Deirdre. I'm on Instagram at Deirdre Fitzpatrick one, Andrea is looking at me like you are crazy. <laughs> when do you sleep? I don't, Andrea, while I'm here. And I bet you don't do a whole lot of sleeping either. But anyway, those are the ways you can follow up on our adventures. Dami, you have anything to add? You've been standing over there patiently recording this for me. You got anything? I love the fact that you live, you live and work, you work in Monterey. That's right. She, she is a professor, teaches down in Monterey. What's the name of the school? It's called Middlebury Institute of International Studies at Monterey. And you commute from Vacaville. I do. Once a week. Once a week. But I stay over Well, you're a busy woman. You might have to get another German Shepherd to make up for that. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us on the Call Me Fits podcast. We'll see you next time from South Korea. <laughs>